everybody. Welcome. This is David. And Libby. And we're back. It's Trash to Treasure with Jupiter Jane. And uh, we've been on a, a long, months-long hiatus. Um, not exactly intentionally. We, I went back. It's kind of funny. I went back and I listened to our last podcast. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, this is going so well, I think we're, we'll do it once a week. Oh, my gosh. We were just trying to survive the pandemic like everybody else. and just I, th- I think I jinxed us. Yeah. I mean, really, it uh, it boiled down to, you know, um, we started working from home. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just hard to work from home and then also run a podcast when you're trying to do it all out of the same space. We don't have – I think we've mentioned before we don't have a huge space here right. to work with. And, you know, and then there's the, there is the motivation factor when you've got so much uh, changing and you're having to adapt. Uh, it's just a lot to deal with. So we kind of we kind of had to put the uh, the podcast to the side for a while. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, unfortunately, something had to give. Something and, had to give. Can't, and, can't um, do it all. No. And and uh, but we're we're in a good headspace now. And and. Um, yeah, just really ready to jump back in with both feet and get things going again. And Pod, podcast wise, podcast is what she means. Wise, we've yes. been we've been in we've been jumped in both feet on the eBay thing, like yeah. you, like you all wouldn't, in. yeah, we went all, all in, in. like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, anybody who does this already, you know, it kind of like takes over your life and it mm-hmm. takes over your your house and. And uh, oh, I should that that if you heard a sneeze, that was our our golden doodle Daisy. Yeah, the wonder doodle Daisy, the wonder doodle <laughs> is uh, is in the studio here with us. Yeah. So you may hear her uh, yeah. do stuff. This episode is going to be dedicated to um, you know, kind of like what we've been doing in mm-hmm. in the interim okay. since you last heard from us. And so at the top of that list, uh, I was going to talk about our sourcing efforts during the pandemic because, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a lot different than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. We had set some goals for ourselves um, when we started this whole venture back in 2019. Mm-hmm. We st- October 2019 is when we started. And that's when we started getting serious. We've been eBay right. sellers for, you Ever. know, since there's been an eBay, we've been selling on eBay. Yeah. But we really decided to get serious about it um, in October of 2019. Mm-hmm. So we've done it for more than a full year now. We've we've been doing this as a as a true business, and um, I still love it. Oh, I still love it too. And little, but little did we know how much the pandemic was going to affect things. Yeah. You know, so early in the game for us, but um, it it definitely had an impact mm-hmm. on how we sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, we our our goal that we had set going into this was that by summertime we plan to have 500 items listed and by fall we plan to have a thousand items yikes was that our goal that, are you sure yeah positive that was oh. that was the goal that we had hmm. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that didn't happen no but i'm not unhappy with how no. things went it, the things did go pretty well mm-hmm. um you know, one of the things about that is that uh, it took us longer to hit the 500 mark than we thought. We we did finally reach that mark, but only fairly recently. Yep. Um, and some of that has to do with the fact that we've actually been selling really well, and yeah. so yeah. it's been it's been kind of hard to um, hit those levels when we're you know honestly we're selling all the time, which is great. That's a good problem to have. I think. Yeah, I know. Um, I was listening to one of the eBay podcaster or. Uh, sellers on YouTube. And she said, you know, if you sell some, if you sell five things today, then tomorrow you should list 
five things plus two more things, you know, just so you're right. always so building you're, your store. Yeah, you're, you're always at least replacing everything plus building. And we've been selling and it's been hard to keep been, up. Yeah, it has been really hard to do that. Um, like I said, it's, it's a good problem to have, yes. but it's, um, you know, our goals, um, maybe they were unrealistic or mm-hmm. maybe they were just unrealistic for us. I think mm-hmm. there, I'm sure there are other people who could do it. We are not, um, it's, we're not really full time at this, but we are. Right. Okay. We, Only because of the pandemic. <laughs> we both work from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have day jobs that we work, where we work from home. And then we're also doing the eBay thing. And, uh, you know, there are people who would say, well, then you're not doing eBay full time. But we are spending full time mm-hmm. hours on it and we're giving it full time attention. We're, mm-hmm. we're treating it like a, like a serious business. Well, you know, I, I bet between the two of us, it's getting 40 hours a week. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I, but my, and I, and my, I would say for you, that's probably, you're probably doing like right. 30 and I'm probably doing 10. You because know? my job is really event planning, It's <laughs> <which laughs> not happening. Right. There's so, no, no events to plan right now. So I just have, you know, I, I do what I can with my regular job, but I, you know, have downtime and um, I've just been, you know, listing Listing, listing, listing. Listing, 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 photographing. Yeah. If there's, if there's, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard this before. Maybe you haven't. But if there is a secret to, you know, uh, consistent good sales, listing. Yeah. You know? We always. Listing every day. mm -hmm. I notice if we list, you know, 15 or 20 things throughout the week, we will have a great weekend in sales. Yeah. You know, it just it really does make a difference. works out that way. I don't know if you're, you know, listing so much that your store is refreshed or what, but or it's, you know, just an influx of new items or different items because, you know, we don't we list everything under the sun, basically. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, we've mentioned this before, but, we, you know, there are some eBay sellers who are specialists, you know, yeah. they they stock you know, one particular thing mm-hmm. and they specialize in that and that, and that works great for them. Um, we are not specialists. Nope. We will literally sell everything under the sun, anything mm-hmm. from, you know, a t-shirt to a four, $400 piece of art or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll sell it all. Yeah. How we source now and what we look for is very drastically different than what it was when a we year started, ago. yeah, a year ago, we—I'm happy to say that I think we've evolved on that front. We have because we're a lot more discerning mm-hmm. now than, and uh, the thing is, is that it's made us more money. Yeah, you know, when we started out, we were kind of making our money on volume. I guess right. we were trying to sell a lot of low-priced things, and um, and making our money on volume. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know people, there are lots of mm-hmm. podcasts out there and lots of, uh, you know, YouTubers, and that's how they do it. You know, they go they go to the Goodwill bins and they just grab everything and mm-hmm. um, list it all and they, and they, you know, and they make a lot of money and they do it just on sheer volume. And um, we ain't got no time for that. No, or the space. Or, to, the, or the space. To, you know, have that much inventory. So we have just honed our skills and it's it's funny because the other day we were at a goodwill and i think when we left we bought four things right we bought four things which is i mean a year ago our cart would have been loaded up 
And I think it's, you know, we're just looking at things with a more discerning eye. Yeah, because here's the thing. I, You know, what she was getting ready to say earlier was that I would rather, you know, buy one $50 thing than $50 things. Right. You know? Yeah. So if I can find something, if I can find something for a couple bucks that I can flip for 50 bucks, that's what I want. That's what I want to look for because that's that's fewer trips to the post office. That's fewer things I have to store. Yep. It's much less time spent. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that uh, resellers make is they don't consider their time. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, I think that's that's an easy trap to fall into when you do eBay reselling full time because, you know, you just kind of lose track, you know. But when you have a day job and you kind of know what your hour is worth, what every hour is worth, mm-hmm. um, then you realize, you know, that any any time spent when you're doing reselling um, that you could save and do something else is really valuable. Yeah. So. Well, time is just valuable anyway because you just, you don't get it back. Right, right. So it's, um, you know, important to think about what you, you know, how you spend your time. That's our ultimate goal with this is to, you know, um, we're we're hoping that one of us at least can, you know, kind of retire and Mm -hmm. and do the eBay thing full time and have more control over our time. Yeah, absolutely. So, me, 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 me. Yeah, it's it's going to be her. (laughs) My job is, my I got a cush job, so, you know. Um, so sourcing, sourcing during the pandemic, what did, mm-hmm. what did we do? Um, we did a lot. We did. All, all things considered, we managed to, uh, um, we'd managed to source a lot better than I thought we were going to. Yeah. It was, you know, we, we did everything as safely as we possibly could. Um, we stayed away for the most part from situations where there were a lot of people, which is really mm-hmm. hard. Um, you know, it makes things like, you know, like going to the Goodwill bins, for instance, makes those a challenge. Mm-hmm. I think bef- before... Um, way back in March, I think, you know, uh, when we did our most recent episode, uh-huh. which was a long time ago, we ha- mentioned the fact that we were going to go to the Corridor 127 sale. Mm-hmm. And um, if you are not familiar with that, that is a sale that runs all the way from Michigan down to Alabama. Right. We did that. It takes uh, That takes place over, what, like a, a week? It's is like it a week the or? first full like Wednesday through Sunday in August. Yeah, so not so not quite a week, but it's mm-hmm. it's multiple days. Um, we didn't do the whole thing. It would be really hard to do the whole thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But we this time we did about half of it. We started in um, about mid Kentucky. Yeah, about mid Kentucky. Went all the way down to Alabama. Oh, yep. And did it multiple days. Um, we struggled over that decision. Mm-hmm. We almost didn't do it. Yeah. And I felt like because it was outside. And then we could kind of have some control over, you know, uh, social distancing. Right. If we pulled up to, you know, what's cool about the 127 is you'll crest a hill and in a farm field, there will be 500 vendors. Right. Set up. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. And we just kind of said, if it's jam packed, you we'll, know, we'll, we'll just, just keep, keep going. Just keep going. Go on to the next one. And um, I just I felt you know, a lot better about things when I was outside and there was air moving and stuff like that. It was summer. It was very hot. Um, and I will say a lot of people didn't have masks on, but we wore ours yeah, we pretty wore religiously. Ours. Um, you know, and, and don't want to get to any debate on the whole mask thing. It was just a, like our choice and I'm not judging what, whoever else's no. choice. But, um, you know, we just wanted to We've got family members that are vulnerable, you know, and we just yep. wanted to do everything we could to protect our family. So so we took out on that little excursion and and found 
A few things, not a ton. Yeah, we were kind of, we were actually kind of disappointed in in this year's haul. For the, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we uh, we spent the money. We we had money set aside, mm-hmm. and we and we found things to buy. But I feel like our, our return on investment for that outing was not as good as we've gotten from other things. Right, but we had a lot of fun, and that's and that's part of the thing for us is right. that it's an entertainment expense. I don't know if you've ever taken the scenic highway that goes across. Um, um, Lookout Mountain. Yeah. And it, because that is part of the 127. And it was gorgeous. It was just absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, we love, we love, love, love going to flea markets and thrifting and stuff like that. That for us, that's, you know, that's a vacation. Right. It's not, it's not work. Right. And so we weren't all that disappointed because even if we didn't find great stuff, we still had a great time. Right. So. We did, uh, what did we did? Ruby, was it Ruby Falls? Yeah, Ruby Falls, which is one of those, uh, you know, kind of kitschy tourist attractions that that you see on the on the highway on they the billboards. Had just opened back up, and we were able to go in and see the falls, and that was really cool. And down in Alabama, we went to Nakalula. Yeah, was that it? I think that's it. Nakalula Falls. Falls. Yeah, yeah, and it was of course outside, um, but we, you know, we and even found like thrift stores. We did. Yeah, Lookout Mountain, and um, had oh, yeah. a great time. Yeah, we hit every every thrift store we could find, mm-hmm. and and found found some good deals. Yeah, but yeah, in general, um, uh, quarter one twenty seven sale wasn't that great this time around, nope. and and you know that's kind of to be expected. I I think there were uh, a lot fewer vendors this time than yeah, last absolutely. Time. So it was it wasn't like a, a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are intending to do it again next year. Although next year we're going to do the part that we've never done. Mm-hmm. We're going to go north. Right. We're going to start um, in Middle Kentucky, but we're going to go north. We're going to go all the way through Ohio and up into Michigan. So um, Ohio has great thrifting anyway. I love thrifting in Ohio. So I have some pretty high hopes for the 127 this coming year. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, let's see. What else? What other? Well, I will say in, I think it was April, we went to a, an estate tag sale. Yes. And before we went to that, we had no death pile. I mean, you know, what we had, everything we had was listed. And we, we were we were doing a really good job. We we uh we laughed at people with death piles. <laughs> ha ha. Oh my goodness. It's a, yeah. <laughs> we have one now. We have one now. But yeah, before, you know, in March when everything shut down, we you know, we didn't have a lot of inventory. No, it we, was just, we were bringing stuff and listing it as soon as we got it home. Yeah, and which was nice, you know, because then it was done, put away, taken care of. But then we were like, "Oh my gosh, we have nothing." And then we saw in I think it was in April, a tag sale. It was the last day of a big estate sale. Yeah. And I think all glassware was like a dollar or 50 cents. It was a, a bigger high-end home. and uh, yeah, It was like a million and a half dollar home. And we got a lot of stuff that we still actually have today that probably isn't listed that should be. Um, it's on our death pile table. Yeah, we don't... And if if you've been if you've listened to our show in the past, we don't actually call it a death pile. We call it a pre-processing pile. Okay, or pre-profit pile. Right. <laughs> it was the PPP. I the think. PPP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but and it, it's funny now because we have several 
pre-processing piles. And when I'm like getting ready to photograph, you know, I'll pick like three items from this pile and three items from that pile and three items from the, you know, so. I've been trying to make a conscious effort lately. We have like this one table uh, set up in our basement that is um, kind of a holding area Mm -hmm. for, you know, stuff to be photographed. And there's. We have this tendency, and I'm sure everybody's everybody probably does this, where you have certain things that you've sourced that you get excited about, right? You and know? you're just, oh, I can't wait to get this on, right? And you grab those first, and then you got then you have stuff that's in that holding spot that just never quite makes it to the big show, right? It's mediocre, you know. You know but but or, you know, I kick myself every time because as soon as you list some of that stuff, it always it sells. always sells. Yeah, yeah. Just because you're not excited about it, you know. Doesn't mean you shouldn't list it, but, right. but that's just human nature. It's just what happens. So we've got you know stuff on this table that just kind of has hung around for two or three or four months because neither one of us are all that excited about it. It's just a, a boring, whatever. Yeah. You know? But uh, I've been you know trying to make a conscious effort lately mm-hmm. to you know pull the old stuff off that table, get it listed. It's funny because um, one of the things we got at that estate sale back in April um, was these like glass. Swizzle sticks with little olives on the end. Yeah, we've had those things sitting on that table for months. I listed them a month ago, and, and they, they sold. sold. And I ship. We shipped them today. Yeah, it's just crazy, just crazy. And you should tell them about your um, mixing bowl. Oh yeah, because that was an estate sale real early on. Yeah, I, we may have already talked about this. I don't know, no, but I bought so. a. I bought a uh, commercial mixing bowl at, at uh, an estate sale early on in the pandemic. And uh, also some motion picture, some wooden motion picture tripods. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can picture these, you know, if you can imagine like the old, uh, big old 35 millimeter film cameras like Cecil B. DeMille would have used, right? These are the tripods those cameras would have set on. And I bought a pair of those from a, a large estate and also a commercial mixing bowl that had come out of that estate, uh, this, this big aluminum like steam kettle. And I think my total investment in those was $30. Was it or was it sixty? Like thirty and twenty, or maybe fifty dollars? Maybe yeah. like fifty dollars was my total investment, and I sold the mixing bowl for uh, three hundred fifty, and just sold the tripods for a couple hundred. Right, I think around two two hundred, like two hundred two fifty somewhere in there. Yeah, so that was a good one. Uh, we've we've actually had, you know, that sounds good, but we've actually had other other. Equally good, uh, yeah. Finds in, since the pandemic started. I bought a photo. This was kind oh, of oh, this a cool was thing. amazing. And and one of the things I know I I see online where people say, you know, people look down at me for reselling, and my response to them always is, "You're keeping it out of a landfill." Yeah, and so because th- that is so. I mean. Whenever I do, we do go to the bins or Goodwill or whatever, I have to like not think about where that stuff ends up, where it ends up, because it really upsets me. So anytime we can save something from being thrown in a landfill, and this was a prime case right, right. here. So, so here's what she's leading up to is that we were at the, at the Goodwill bins. This has been, I don't know, a couple months ago, I guess. Yeah, I think it was our first time ro- Right after they opened. Yeah, right, right after they opened back up again, because they uh, the bins here in, in Indiana, where we live, have been closed for a while. Like yeah, two I don't months. think they opened back up until, well, and one moved, so it was delayed. Yeah, it was like, there was like a statewide stay-at-home order kind of thing, and so businesses like that were non-essential and they were not open. I think it was August. Yeah, so I think, I think it was around August. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so I was going through the bins, and I found this black and white photo of uh, a guy in a lab coat. And old, it, you could tell it was from. I, yeah, I could tell the frame was old, and. Um, just on a hunch, I took the back off and looked inside, and the photo was autographed. And not only was it autographed, but there was also a handwritten letter uh, behind the, the backing. And it turns out that the, the photo was of a Nobel-winning uh, virologist, ironically enough. <laughs> and he had died in 1968. He had signed this photo the year before he died mm-hmm. and written the letter the year before he died. And there were no comps on this. I had no idea how to price it. And when we're at the at Goodwill, there's like this looks interesting, and he just like threw it in the cart. Yeah. You I, know, we're going to talk about like kind of the difference between how she sources and how I source because it's kind of funny. We complement each, each other really well. But, yeah. But anyway, um, so I listed this uh, photo, and um, I think I had it listed for two fifty, mm-hmm. and just sold it not too long ago, a few weeks ago, sold it for two hundred dollars, and, and it, we literally paid thirty cents for it. But the best part about the whole story is, is it went to a college. Yeah, it went to a university in California. That I'm sure is going to display it all. Yeah. And I I think that is absolutely amazing. And I guarantee you, you know, countless people had passed over this photo because it it, it didn't look like anything. To, I, to I would have passed over it. And it was something that was absolutely destined for, the, for a landfill. Yeah. It, it was a piece of history and it was absolutely destined for the landfill. There's just no doubt about it. And um, and not only did it not end up in a landfill, but now it's in the hands of, you know, people who will get to appreciate it. And I think that's great. They were so excited to get it. I think so. That is a good reason to resell. I mean, you you can look up a hundred photos and not going to have that luck. But right. it was just a rare instance. But I'm happy that we saved it. <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, so there was a quarter 127 sale. The bins, when the bins opened back up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've done some random visits to Goodwill and things like that. We went to a couple auctions. Went to a couple auctions, yeah. Which were a little iffy. Yeah. Let's see. Any other good uh, sourcing? Well, I was hoping to find more things garage selling this year. Yeah, garage sales were a big old uh, zero for us. Yeah. yeah. And again, no no big surprise. There just weren't a whole lot of garage sales. Mm-mm. Where we live, there's not a lot of great, great garage sales anyway. A lot of times we have to kind of go out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, we have found a, I found a, a few items on Facebook Marketplace um, that we, I think we have a couple things posted now. Um, but really, yeah, I think just the bins and Goodwill and, um, of course, your, you know, mom and pop thrift stores, when we can find them, we love them. We hit one up last week called Mama's Place or Mama's House or something and yeah. and got a piece of art that's signed by the artist. So, I mean, yeah. 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 All, like I said, all things considered, we've done pretty well. Um, we didn't we didn't make our, you know, thousand uh, listing goal by the end of the year, but I, I'm not unhappy with our sales. Mm-mm. Our sales have been good. So, I know, mean, for the what, for the, I think the last ninety days, we're averaging about two thousand a month. Yeah, doing about two thousand a month gross sales. I, mm-hmm. you know, and I know there's uh, people who've probably been doing this for the same amount of time as us that are that have got a lot higher sales, and you know that's cool. No, mm-hmm. no, uh, no issue there. But I'm happy with what we're doing. Yeah, you know, especially considering we're both still working full time. I'm, I'm, you know, doing doing two thousand a month in gross sales. I think is pretty good. So. That's you know that works out to about five hundred dollars a week and yeah. and uh, so 
I'm I'm okay with that. And we're just going to grow from here. So um, our, our most recent our most recent sourcing effort, uh, and this is something I didn't think we were ever going to really get into. It's not anything that excites me a whole lot, but you know we're always up to try. And stuff. it's funny because you stumbled upon this opportunity because we were wanting to buy shelving t- because we just needed more space for our inventory. Yeah, we've. Uh, you know, one one of the things that happens when you you know try to get to a thousand listings is that you have to, you know, vastly increase your uh, inventory space. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't love having death piles and and whatnot. So we uh, opened up some space in our garage. We've got a a uh, attached garage, and so we that's that's actually attached to the basement where we're doing our business out of. Mm-hmm. And so we opened up some space in there. We wanted to put some uh, large shelving, floor to ceiling shelving. And happened to find a guy who had uh, these um, large shelves that he had built for his business, and I went to go pick those up. And he said, uh, "Hey, you, you, are you interested in any of this inventory I've got?" And I think he kind of sensed that we were resellers, mm-hmm. and I checked it out. And this this guy was uh, actually a pallet seller, so he was one of those kind of people that one of those kind of people. He was uh, someone who you know bought like um, you know. Uh, Amazon return pallets mm-hmm. and stuff like that and was reselling them and he was getting out of the business. So I went through it and uh, went back and, and got Libby and we went over there and we ended up buying everything he had. So mm-hmm. we bought uh, basically four pallets worth of stuff for about 150 bucks. Yep. And it's n- nothing exciting. You know, no. it's a lot of, you know, bedding and electronics Curtains. and sports stuff, you know, helmets and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but we thought going into fourth quarter that that might be a good, you know, good right. thing. things that are like new in package, you know, uh, might be a good thing to have. Plus if, you know, with the pandemic swinging back up again, if things close down, we're going to have something to chew on for a while to, you know, list to keep us going. So the funny thing is though, so I buy this dude's shelves. We put the shelves in our garage. Then I go and buy all his stuff, and I immediately fill up the shelves we just bought. Right. So I didn't end up helping us at all in that regard. No, but, yeah, we'll get there. Well, I'm working on selling some more of that stuff. I feel totally played. The, the guy totally got me. Because you know, not, only, not only did I, like, you know, take his shelves, but I got all his stuff, cleaned his garage out, and filled mine up. Yeah. But I'm sure that we will sell all this stuff, and we'll make money on it, so it'll be fine. But yeah. So, but that, yeah, that was interesting. And we still have boxes out there. I told Davis, like, going shopping in the garage because... We have boxes that we haven't really even looked looked at. Looked in. So it's just fun to go out, grab a box. And granted, there's, like, there was a pure water filter and a storage pitcher. You fill it up and then set it in your refrigerator and it has a spout on it. Well, it was busted. But, so we took the lid... Yeah, because the lid goes for like $20 on eBay. And and we took the filter out of it because the filter sells. Lotted those up and threw them on eBay. So, so so there's a lesson learned is if, you know, one of the one of the things that I am not crazy about when it comes to the pallets is um, a lot of times you're just buying somebody else's junk, you know. Yeah. A lot of times when I was going through stuff that was still in the original packaging, you know, and it was it had been taped back shut. Um, I would open it up and it would, and it's just amazing the things that people will return. Some gross, some stuff. gross stuff that people clearly have been using for a long time. There was a toilet time. brush in there. I was like, mm, no. <laughs> you 
you know, but if you can find something that you can part back out, mm-hmm. you know, I again, I totally encourage that because try to keep as much stuff out of the landfill as you can, yep. you know. Whatever, whatever you can keep out of the landfill, I think that's great. Yep. And there was like um, a and, you, really, and you make money. Yeah, there was an expensive casserole dish in there. And the top of it, the lid uh, was enamel and it had a few little um, nicks, you know, where the paint had been scratched off. And I, of course, took really good pictures, put that in the listing and it sold, I think, in 24 hours. It's not, it wasn't perfect. So I discounted the price and it sold immediately. So, you know, it's not perfect stuff, items, but um, we're still able to. But it's, you know, it's it's a new venture for us. And um, would we do it again? Maybe, probably. Yeah, depending on what. I would look through the boxes more. Yeah, the the jury's still out, but I, mm-hmm. I think I don't think we're having any trouble making our, making money on it. Uh, no. We've already almost made our money back. Right. I think at least mm-hmm. at least half of our investment we've made yep. back on like four things. Yeah, and the, you know there's like 16 boxes out there, so I, I think we're gonna do just fine. Um, you know, like I said, my my only gripe about it is there's just a lot of stuff that I have to throw away, and it makes me feel bad. I I hate having to put stuff, yep. you know, in a landfill, but. Um, other than that, I think it's going to work out fine. And, you know, it, it gives us a, an avenue that we haven't really explored yet before. So, we'll, well see, and it, we have been, uh, I did sell several of that lot, several pieces on the Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, that, and that's something else is it, it uh, we had not been Facebook Marketplace sellers up until now. But there's just, you know, some of this stuff, it just works better on Marketplace. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't make, you might have an item that's like, it's worth 10 bucks mm-hmm. total. It's worth 10 bucks. No one's going to pay to sh- have it shipped, but somebody will buy it on Marketplace and come pick it up. Yeah. So we have a whole, I think you went through a box last week and there's a whole shelf out there of things that are. Yeah. Kind of destined for Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. but And they've been, like, they're offering, like, free shipping or something. I think that ended today. Okay. Because, I mean, that I printed the labels. I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from, <laughs> but I printed them. Yeah. Uh, I think they were doing, like, a, a Black Friday kind of thing, and they were doing mm-hmm. free shipping through, like, November 30th. Yeah. Um, and I think it's over. But I've, I've noticed that Facebook Marketplace has been doing free shipping like weekends and things like that right. about once or twice a month, mm-hmm. you know, for quite a while now. So, um, yeah, we've sold our first three things on there. Yeah. Sold our first three things on Facebook marketplace, uh, that we've shipped. Right. Uh, that's, that's the thing is this is the first time we've done Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. sales where we were shipping to somebody. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of local stuff, but this is the first time where we've actually shipped things to people. Well, and two, um, I use, it used to be free cycle. Um, now it's called trash, nothing, um, but it's just a, a forum where you can give stuff away. And I am always, you know, giving yeah. stuff away. Yeah. I'm I'm all for that, too. I, I'm all for, get, you know, getting things into the hands of people that will use it. Um, you know, again, whatever it takes to keep something from getting thrown away, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, I last weekend I gave away some candles, and one of them only had like a fourth of a candle left. And so, oh, I'll take them. One lady came, picked up all of them. I'm like, awesome. We also do that, you know... It, a lot of times if you buy, you know, we'll go to an auction and we'll buy box lots mm-hmm. from an auction. And, you know, you might buy a box lot for like three things and there's 12 things in there, you know, and there's like three things that are, are eBayable that you'll make money on. And then the other, you know, nine things, probably not so much. All right. And so 
a lot of times we'll just turn around and we'll goodwill that stuff, and it's you know it's a it's a tax deduction. It's a charitable donation tax deduction. So well, I'm always torn. Do I take it to goodwill? Do I try to give it away, or do I keep it for a garage sale? And you know sometimes we do all those things. Right. So, um, but like we we there was a box lot I wanted that because it had a bowl in it. And we won the box lot at an auction and then got getting, you know, as I look through the, the rest of the lot, there were royal copley ducks in there, a set of a mallard and a duckling. And there was another piece of signed pottery. So we'll do really well on that, like, $2 yeah. box lot. So yeah. Now, something, uh, lesson learned, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again, but when you go to an auction... Dang, take some packing material with oh you. Oh my gosh, this is so frustrating. Because we've we've just done this to ourselves multiple times now where we'll go to a garage sale or we'll go to a, a, a flea market or an auction. Or, or even the good if you go to the bins and if you get any glassware or whatever. Yeah, if you're if you're unfamiliar with the bins, you know, they don't give you a whole lot in the way of packing material. You're kinda on your own. And um we have Multiple times now, you know, stopped at an auction and bought a box lot of stuff, and then we got it home and found like two or three things that were chipped that weren't chipped when we bought them, right. and it's because they were rattling around in a box and we didn't have any packing material. Mm-hmm. So a little, a little um, PSA there, a little public service announcement: when you go to those things, you know, take some newspaper, take some bubble wrap or whatever, come prepared. Take some boxes. Don't don't be like us. Yeah, it was, and I just did that. The I did that last week. Uh, I bought this really adorable mug at Goodwill. It was like 62 cents. I was so excited. And it was in the bag rattling around with something else. I got it home and it chipped. So it went back to Goodwill. Yeah. So, but, so take packing material. Yeah. Okay. So what other big milestone has happened uh, since the pandemic? We have gone on managed payments, which I know has been a big thing for people. Right. It's you, funny. I still people... Yes, yeah, read people <laughs> unhappy with it, but it was. It's been fine for us. Uh, we were we've been on managed payments now for like three August? months since August, yeah. so like three months now, and it has not even been a blip on our radar. Honest, mm-hmm. honestly, we didn't even. It wasn't even a thing. Um, I'm not sure. I know some people have legit had trouble with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly why. I know people. There are some people who have trouble um, with getting the the disbursements to their bank accounts mm-hmm. in a timely fashion. We had no trouble with that from day one. We had no trouble with that at all. Um, if you've ever owned a retail business or worked retail, the the thing that you know is that how eBay works now with managed payments is kind of how things have always worked. You know, mm-hmm. the money goes in, the money has to clear. A payment processor, mm-hmm. you know. So the way managed payments works for eBay is that you have pending funds and you have available p- funds. And the difference is is that you know if if you go to your payments tab in your overview, if you go to the payments tab in your store, you will see available funds, and those are funds that have cleared the processor, and those and those funds will be dispersed to your bank. And then you have pending funds, and those are funds that are waiting to be processed. And this really confuses people. Again, I don't know why, but uh, it's pretty much like I said. If, you, if you've ever owned a retail business or worked in retail, you're already familiar with how this these things work. 
and you know, banks don't process these things on weekends. Right. I, I saw somebody post last weekend and was like, there are no deposits on Saturday or Sunday. No. And again, if you've ever Have owned there a, ever been? if you've ever owned a retail business and you've mm-hmm. had a, you know, a credit card payment processor, that's mm-hmm. how it works. Banks don't do stuff on weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, PayPal, I think kind of had people spoiled. Yeah. Um, and PayPal is not typically the way that a credit card payment processor does things. Mm-hmm. And now people are kind of having to deal with how things really work in the real world and it upsets them. And I get it, I guess. Again, it had very little effect on us. Um, I think if you are having trouble, you know, um, it's probably your bank. It's not eBay. I see a lot of people blaming eBay because, you know, it's taken, you know, they've, they've got like daily payouts set up and it's still taking like three or four mm-hmm. days for payments to show up. Chances are that's not eBay's fault. That's your bank's fault. Right. There are there is a big difference between banks. You know, not all banks are created equal. I I think I think a lot of people just don't get this. Our um, bank. Um, we we have multiple bank accounts. I think mm-hmm. we've got accounts with like three or four different banks yeah. right now. And you know, there's this one like hometown bank where we do our like our personal business. And we, I mean, it like we, takes them twenty minutes to print out a cashier's <laughs> check. I yeah. mean, we love them. They not know- cutting edge. At all. <laughs> we love them, and they know us by name, and mm-hmm. it's great, but we wouldn't do our you know, payments. eBay managed mm-hmm. payments with them because, you know, like Libby said, they, um, they're they not necessarily up with the times. Um, they're not I, – I, they have a website, but I don't think they even do online banking really, do they? Or if they do, it's, it's pretty basic. It's pretty basic. So we went with – So we have a, a, an account with a bank called First Financial. There's like multiple banks called First Financial. But we have a, an account with a bank called First Financial, and um, they're very modern. Mm-hmm. They are very up on technology. And our payments for managed payments go in immediately. Like right. if, it, if it says, you know, you're getting a payout tomorrow, the next morning we've got a payout. And – so we get payouts pretty much every day, every 24 hours, except on weekends, because, again, banks don't do that stuff mm-hmm. on weekends. And it's not even been it's not even been a thing for us. Yeah. Um, we didn't when we were, you know, doing payments via PayPal, um, we didn't take disbursements. You know, we didn't like empty out our PayPal account every day. Ever. A- apparently people do that, I guess. Um, but we left the money in there. Um, to me, it's not really like ours until I know for sure that. Somebody's not going to return something, you know right? What I mean? So I tend to leave money in there to cover returns, and we t- we would take a disbursement out maybe as needed, like once a month mm-hmm. or you know once every couple of weeks. We would take a cash disbursement out for ourselves, but in general, we we leave our money in our account. Mm-hmm. So when the switchover from PayPal to managed payments happened, it t- literally did not make any difference to us whatsoever. No, and you know to be honest, I don't ever deal with that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know I, how that works. I still can't get my mind around it. The other day I was asking about PayPal, and he's like, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that people really struggle with is, again, I, I don't understand why, but there are a lot of people who are like, okay, so if I can't take PayPal, then my customers can't pay with PayPal. Right. And that's not true. That is another one of those myths. Um Managed payments allows buyers to use a whole variety of payment options, including Apple Pay, mm-hmm. including PayPal, including a credit card, including a debit card. So pretty much anything you you know you would want, your buyers can use to buy stuff from you. And then managed payments is your processor. Um, eBay actually contracts with a third-party credit card processor. They're not doing it themselves. You know, another one of the myths is oh eBay's hanging on to my money and they're making all this interest off Mm-mm. of it. No, it's yeah. not true. 
Um, eBay's not hanging on to your money. Um, it's going to a payment processor. It's getting hung up between the payment processor and your bank, most right. likely. But eBay's not making money, interest money on hanging on to your money. It's just not true. Yeah. I think the only issue we had was we had our eBay fees automatically deducted out of PayPal, yes. and it missed a month. Yeah, so- it, mi- it missed for, uh, when when man- when the switch over to managed payments happened. Um, I didn't. I forgot to switch where our eBay fees were coming from, like mm-hmm. our store fees, and so we missed a month. And then I had to like pay double the next month. That hurt. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sucked. But you know, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. Yeah. That wasn't eBay's fault. That was my fault. I just uh, had forgot to change where our you know our yeah. store payments were coming from. And then I fixed it, and it's been fine ever since. But yeah. that was that was literally the only glitch, and it wasn't think, even yeah. their fault. It was yeah, my it was fault. Our, yeah. So. Otherwise, so, it's been going. So, if smoothly. if you are out there and you have an eBay store and you're you're nervous about managed payments, my best advice is first off, don't don't believe all the um, oh all the misinformation out there. And if you're worried about you know getting your payments in a timely fashion, find a bank that is good with technology. You know, mm-hmm. um, Chase. Are, yeah. Um, I've heard iffy things about Chase, so I don't know if I can recommend them necessarily. But, but there are, they're everywhere. But they are and everywhere. They are, yeah. But there are some online banks that I know that people have had really good luck with. And I think eBay even has a list of what they call like compatible banks, mm-hmm. compatible online banks. Right. You know, so maybe look that up. But if, if you're worried, you know, if um, if you're worried that maybe your, your bank isn't up to the task or whatever – um, you know, find a get a bank account dedicated just to your eBay business. I think people should probably do that anyway, and you know, find one that's that's uh, you know, got a good uh, online banking website right. and stuff like that. And you'll you'll I'm sh- think you'll probably be just fine. Yep, absolutely. We did um, get our first negative ever. Yeah, got our first negative. Um... And I still think we should argue this. <laughs> I we are of differing opinion. No, we're really not. I mean, it's I just don't see it as as big a deal as you do. I it um, bugs me that it's we ev- have a negative out there. I think everybody gets an you know I think you can't do this and not get a negative at least like once a year. Um, but we sold an item um, through the global shipping program, and. Um, we packaged it up really well, and um, if you're unfamiliar with the global shipping program, basically what happens is is that you send something out, and um, this this would be when you're selling something to a, a foreign buyer, somebody mm-hmm. overseas, right? And you ship something out, and eBay handles the um, the customs work yeah the customs work and the foreign part of the shipping process mm-hmm. so basically what happens is uh, when you use the global shipping program you send something and it, it goes to a way station it go in, the, in our case it goes to erlinger kentucky mm-hmm. i don't know if that's true for every seller i think it is i've heard other people say that yeah, it might be i, I don't mm-hmm. i didn't know if it was a regional mm-hmm. thing or not but I, I think it is true for everybody so if you sell something through you know through ebay through the global shipping program to a foreign seller mm-hmm. then it goes to erlinger kentucky and that's like a way station. I wonder if they open it and repack it. Or I, th- I think they actually do in some cases. Hmm. Um, if it gets there and it looks like it's not going to make it to where it's going, I think sometimes eBay does have things repackaged. Mm. But uh, in this case, it was something that was packaged. It was a, a figurine, a statue, mm-hmm. about 12 inches tall. And uh, it was made of, it was like a, a ceramic or plaster mm-hmm. cast kind of thing. 
And uh, we had packaged it really well, and we know that it made it, you know, uh, at least our part that we were responsible for, getting it from here to Kentucky. We sent it via priority mail, and we know that it made it there just fine. But between Kentucky and its foreign destination, somewhere it got broke. Yep. And I believe DHL is the company that they have handling that stuff. I'm not positive on that. But anyway, it got broke. And the customer left us a negative review because it, it showed up broke. But they didn't even con- – they didn't – They didn't contact us beforehand. And I, I tried contacting the person, and I, I believe this was somebody in Italy, I think. I think Argentina, it was somebody – I don't know. I, I think it was remember. somebody in Italy. So there was a, a language barrier, and I just think they just didn't know how things worked. Clearly, we were not responsible for DHL you right. know, um, breaking this thing. And had he contacted us in the earlier in the process, we you know could have done something, but he waited quite a while after this mm-hmm. uh, sale had ended, and then uh, and part of that was just because of the shipping time. But even then, he I, he waited about a month mm-hmm. after all everything was said and done, and um, so there wasn't a whole lot we could do. And I tried contacting eBay for business to see if there was any way we could get it off. I don't remember how it all came out, but they, I, I, I think the only thing I could have done was like offer him a a refund. And Mm -hmm. by this point it was, it had been so long, I had no way to get a hold of him Mm -hmm. and wasn't really clear on, you know, because after a a sale is, um, after a sale has gone through and been on eBay for a while, they remove your ability to contact Mm -hmm. the buyer. Yeah. So I had no way to contact him anymore. So there was no way to do a refund uh, that I could see. I might, I might still be able to do it through managed payments somehow. But again, we've got this language barrier, and I don't know that I could convince this guy to. <laughs> maybe if yeah. I learned Italian, but I don't know if I, if there's any way I could convince this guy to remove his negative. So, so arg, we have a negative. So we have a negative. I, again, I don't think it's. It that. doesn't seem to have faced things. <laughs> no, it, it didn't really affect our sales or anything. Um, we're we're still a t- top rated seller. It didn't affect our top rated seller status or anything like that. It's just one of those things, and yeah. I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. We, we just we're just going to keep selling. It'll still bug me, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other weirdness since we last spoke? It's been so long. Um, let's see. We talked about oh, there is the the one last thing I was going to talk about is um a non eBay related venture mm-hmm. that we took on right when the, right ironically when the pandemic started, mm-hmm. we opened uh, an antique booth All right at the local antique mall. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well. I- you opened it, and you'd been – I remember you'd been open like a month, and then we went into shutdown. And then we went into shutdown. Yeah, and so I loaded a bunch of stuff into, into our new booth, and then the – They closed. <laughs> then, the, then they did a mandatory stay-at-home order thing, and, and the antique mall was closed for like a couple months. Six weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, like six weeks. So that was interesting. Um, I did it as an experiment – because I had a lot of stuff that, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of specialize in is vintage and retro toys and collectibles and, you know. Pop t- culture. Yeah, pop culture stuff. T-shirts, albums, you know, vinyl albums and things like that. And um, I, we live in a college town and it seemed like this would be a good venue to sell stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, to do it through a booth. Um, this 
uh, local antique mall. They've got like a basement section where all the you know like hip and cool stuff is. So that's where <laughs> that's where our booth is because we're hip and cool. Because we're hip and cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we do a lot of business with the college kids. And uh, as an experiment, I think it's gone pretty well. You had a couple really good months. Had a couple really good months. Yeah, when the students first came back, um, they're doing this kind of weird thing this year with the with the school schedule, where the students were only here for a couple months, and then they go home for a couple months, what and then they, they come back. An intercession. Yeah, they're doing like an intercession thing. So they do in person classes for a few months, and then they do online at home for a few months, and then they come back in February. So we just started this intercession, and I was. Seriously considering, I mean, literally, like, right up until this morning, I was seriously considering um, closing the booth. I'd actually contacted the Antique Mall a month ago and said, you know, um, next month is going to be my last month, and I'm going to come move out. And then, you know, I I looked at my sales, and my sales, even though the students have been gone now for, you know, what, a couple weeks, I guess? No, they've only been gone a week now. Yeah, about a week. But my sales sales have stayed fairly steady. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, they're not too bad. Enough that... Um, you know, I felt like, do I really want to go to all the trouble of bringing all that stuff home and then trying to find some place to put it? That is, that's the rub right there. Yeah. Is that space. Because here's the thing. And I've told other people this, I don't know why I didn't listen to my own advice, but I've told other people this is that, uh, you know, you could go rent a storage space, right. And spend a hundred dollars a month renting a storage space. And that stuff sits in there and it's not making you any money at all. Or. You can take a hundred bucks, go rent an antique booth, or rent a booth at a, at a you know consignment store or whatever. Spend the same hundred bucks and store stuff while you're also selling it. Right. So that's what so that's what we did. We um, I, I decided you know this morning I called up the antique uh, mall people and said you know I'm unless you've given my booth away I think I'm just going to stay put. Um, like I said, st- sales have stayed pretty steady and. Yeah. We just don't have any place to put this stuff if I were to bring it home we right now. We looked into a couple, um, like, not like, our, would you say flea markety type? Yeah, kind of like consignment. You know, we've had this, you know, discussion before about the difference between consignment shops and flea markets, and the, what they call flea markets in Indiana are really just big consignment shops. Yeah. And we contacted a couple of those places. We thought it might be cheaper to rent space from those, but it actually wasn't. It was actually more expensive. Yeah, it was. I was surprised. So that also affected, you know, our decision mm-hmm. to stay in the antique mall because, um, you know, we're already there. We don't have to move anything, and it, it was actually cheaper. Surprisingly, it was actually cheaper than going to one of the like flea market slash consignment stores. Yep. So so, so yeah, so we did that. That's the thing we did. And, um, you know, the sales haven't been huge, but they've been good enough that, you know, it's it's made it worth doing. I've been mm-hmm. pretty happy with the experiment. And, uh, you know, we'll keep doing it for now and see how it goes. We've got – we're always looking for, you know, new ventures to get into. And we've got a, another business idea that we're working on. We can't mention anything about it right now because um, it's we are in a situation where it, there's a, a huge benefit to being first to market. And so we have a a business thing that's brewing right now that we would be the only ones mm-hmm. in our local area to be doing this particular thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hoping to get it off the ground in the spring or summer. And um, so we keep So we, more to come on that. Yeah, so more to come on that. We'll keep you posted as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what we I'm I'm happy to say that we got our our web domain name. We got it locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of iffy there for a while because oh, it is locked down now. It is locked down now. Yeah, awesome. sorry, I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. But yes, um, I cool. I was I managed to get a domain name, um, a high level one that had that had expired and the owner had not renewed it, and I managed to grab it. And then there was like this kind of interim period of time where they could have potentially gotten it back from me, and I was worried that we were going to lose it. But it didn't happen. We were able to keep it, and I've started building the website now, and we're starting to you know collect the assets that we need, the equipment and stuff that we're going to need to get this business started. So um, I'm excited, and I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to when I can tell you what it is. But for now, we'll just have to keep it shrouded in mystery. Yes. So yeah, check back here often. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, I think that's all I had to talk about this time around. Can you yeah. think of anything else? No, it's good to be back. It, it feels is. good to be back and doing and, our... And talking to people, even if we can't see you all, it's good right. to be talking again. Doing our podcast. And... Yeah, and um, I'm not going to jinx it by saying, oh, we're going to do this every week now, but, you know, we're going to do it regularly, I, I, I hope. I hope we can keep doing it regularly. Yeah, I think so. I feel um... like we're, you know, we're... More in our groove now, more in our swing of things, and um, it's easier you know, to f- kind of shoehorn in. A- right, I we spent a lot of the pandemic kind of working on our processes, you know, yeah. getting our shipping process down, getting our inventory process. We changed down. our lighting for yeah. photography like three times. Yes, we, we're now like in our third different like you know, photography setup. Um, we keep paring down because you know the photography setup was taking a lot of space in our basement, you know, and. and space is kind of precious right now so but um yeah so i, I think we've we're starting to get our processes down mm-hmm. and uh that hopefully that'll free up time for us to do more things like this because we really do enjoy it so so yeah. yeah so i think that's all for this time and again you've been listening to trash and treasure with jupiter jane and this is dave and this is libby be sure to check us out on Um, All the usual suspects. So you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on um, Apple Podcasts, all those kind of places. And you can also check out our website, which is www.jupiterjane.com. And And that's J-A-Y-N-E. That's J-A-Y-N-E. Yeah, got to remember that I specify that. Mm -hmm. So until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Have a great week. See you later. Bye. Bye.